Jason, uh, you're, you're hearing this correctly. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash joedubs35, you're seeing this correctly. We are finally talking about Resident Evil 6 here on the Nemesis Project. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Zach. And uh, we... A bunch of life stuff happened. Uh, I finally got to play the game <laughs> again because I had to like refresh my mind since it's a huge game and there's so many different story views. But we're finally going to be talking about Resident Evil 6. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I have the gameplay going um, as far as video. Uh, we have people in the chat, by the way. We have Soda Ball, welcome. And we have Gunzy. Jo he called me Joey Buckets. So, guys, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about some Resident Evil 6. Uh, let's, let me bring up the, the, uh, what do you call it? The meat, oh uh, no, the intro. Development on Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six, Jesus Christ. Resident Evil no. Six. <laughs> Resident Evil 6. If you know, Rainbow Six was a good franchise. Uh, at least in the back then when it had Black Arrow and Athena Sword and the Vegas ones and all that stuff. But I digress on that one. Um, so there's not much development story about this. This is probably one of the kept secrets, huh, of Resident Evil 6? Yeah, because I spent maybe about an hour or so trying to dig anything up I could, mm -hmm. like any kind of new information about it. All the stuff I tried to look for for like the development about this particular one just gave me articles from 2011, 2012, 2013. And everything else was like editorials about the game after the fact. Now, after Resident Evil 5, the, uh, what do you call it? The actual um, guy who created Resident Evil 1 until 5, I believe. Was, Mikami. Yeah, Mikami, there you go. All right. I, I'm bad at uh, Japanese names, so forgive me. So that's why I said it that way. Um, but did he work on 6? No. No? He was, he was out of Capcom by that point like for a few years. <clears throat> yeah, so... I think he, I think he left uh, after 4, I think is when he originally left the company. Yeah, it... I, I didn't... The only thing I heard about this game is they're like, we're bringing everybody back. And I'm like, if you remember all the... Uh, uh, with the... What am, what am I trying to say? I'm like drawing a blank. I'm sorry, guys. Today I had like a long day at work, so like my, my mind is all over the place. But uh, I remember they're like, we're going to bring Leon S. Kennedy back. We're going to bring back Chris Red Redfield again. And then it's like Ada Wong. And I'm like... Holy shit! This game is uh, is interesting. Like I, I I like Leon. Everybody loves Leon, right? So yeah, uh, Ada Wong. I'm like, when is this chick gonna die? How many times does she have to come back? But I'm like, whatever. You have to have that love interest with Leon in there. So uh, what else? Uh, there was uh, which we will get into detail later. But there was some stuff about Wesker uh, that his bloodline is going to be somewhat in in the game and th and then there's um uh sherry sherry birkin <laughs> decides to be in there i don't think they announced that but the marketing uh let's talk about the logo do you remember when <laughs> that logo came out it looked like uh you know a giraffe getting blown 
I forgot all about that until I read about it again when I was doing my little bit of research I did. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, once somebody tells you that, you can't unsee it. It's, it's just... mm-hmm. and, wow. I went from, oh yeah, haha, the giraffe is getting a blowjob like eight years ago to like, for, and forgetting all about it ever since I, I first finished that game. Here I am again, and I get reminded of it all over again. Yeah. Um. So, I'm sorry to like interrupt you, but we got some people in the chat. The animation of a character running with his sidearm aimed so far down the ground, it looks like it's pulling him to the ground in his bed. Uh, we'll get into like the gameplay and stuff, uh, but there's really nothing else to uh, talk about development wise. Like their their whole thing was they wanted to bring the survival horror back, but keep the action. Well, from what I read, is they were wanting to get away from the survival horror stuff more. They were wanting to do, uh, they called it um, dramatic action uh, or like dramatic horror action or something like that is what they were trying to make Mm -hmm. with this. And they felt that all you know, Kazari 5 did really well and they saw, they were paying particular attention to like the Western market. Particularly, particularly like the North American market. Yeah. And they, they were kind of reading the rooms. It was like, well, what's, what's doing well? What's doing really good? And it was modern warfare and games like that and stuff. And uh, they, this is back when like Capcom had that weird fixation because Keji Inafune said some stuff about how Japan's behind the times and we need to try to emulate Western developers more. And everybody misunderstood what he said. And I don't even think he knew what he was saying because then when it turns out he goes to make his own game, it's not good. (laughs) So, but I digress. Um, It's like they, they thought they, they staked everything on resident evil. This like this, there's no reason this game should not be able to sell as much as Call of Duty does and makes it makes as much money. It has to. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much that was their ambition with this game was to try to like make a game on par with that, with all the set pieces and the crazy stuff that happens and all that. And I, Uncharted probably had a little influence on that too. Yeah. With this game, like, um, I, I, it kind of brings us uh, back to like wrestling, you know, like when WWE starts to like lose its ratings a little bit. Because I, when Resident Evil Five came out, there was a somewhat of a somewhat a divide, right? I mean, we could we could all say that, right? Like the game, yeah. the game Resident Evil Five was like, oh my god, this is like way too much action, and what the hell is going on? Who, where, where are the zombies? I remember that's one of the things, like. Resident Evil 4 flirted around with the village and the parasite, but that still kind of made sense of what Umbrella would do in a way. Um, Resident Evil 5, it still flirts with it, but then it, like, goes overboard. And, like, Resident Evil 6, uh, they had to... There was no good selling point besides... Hey, Leon's back. (laughs) And, like, there's going to be zombies in it. And yeah, I, uh, I was just going to say, um, the thing with the thing about five was it, it was like, okay. So like when four happened, there was 
a small group of a vocal minority of fans that were really like against that, mm-hmm. like vehemently against it. Like they just they kept. These are the kind of people who stubbornly still want Resident Evil to be like all pre-rendered backdrops, fixed camera style games, pretty Man. much. And it's not going to happen. I, I mean, I love that stuff, but it's it's not going to ever probably come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five came out, and that kind of splintered things a little further. You had uh, that group of people grew because Resident Evil Four did still have like a strong horror element to it and stuff. Um, and then six happened and it seemed like it in an attempt to try to please everybody, they did the classic routine of pleasing nobody at all. Yeah. Cause it, it has its fans. It does have its fans, but ultimately it seemed like almost everybody had a different opinion about it. Nobody's opinion was like the same, really. All I remember after this game was, and we'll get into it. What fucking... What enemies are these? Why? What kind of boss battles were these? Uh, <laughs> this game is still going? Why is Chris Redfield a drunk? Why is there a bar full of BSSAA people? And... <laughs> that was ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I just... When I was done with this game... I remember, and this is my second time playing this game. Because Resident Evil 5 I played once, like I told you, and then I played it again for the, the, the podcast. The same thing happened to 6. I was like, they bamboozled me again. They they did it again. And I remember saying, fuck this game. And I went to go back to play good games again, like Resident Evil 2, 1, 3... Uh, the remastered. I, I'll fucking throw zero in there because zero is way better than in, than this game. So yeah, development and apparently there's a, there's a lot of mystery. Like there's still people that are digging around for this game. So did you I did ha- find out about? I did find out about some DLC that was cut that sounded really interesting. Actually, well yeah, what is it? Uh, so. I found out about this last night, actually. Um, you know that guy, Aesthetic Gamer, a.k.a. Dusk Golem? That guy that leaks stuff about Resident Evil a lot? Yeah. And usually everything he says pretty much ends up being true. Yes. Um, I found, like, a, I think it was a couple posts from him from a few years ago, not too long ago, where he was talking about, like, some cut content from Resident Evil 6 that was supposed to be DLC or you'd play as Claire. Oh. And uh, probably some other guy or some somebody that works with with TerraSave. Um, you know that stuff they kind of establish in uh, the that degeneration movie, and um, I think in the Revelations games. I can't really remember right now. But yeah. um, what were you gonna say? No, no. It, with these movies and like all the like Lord stuff, like what is your opinion? Like how like Leon's uh, at the fucking secret service for a fucking president, uh, and then you have like Chris Redfield as BSAA, and Claire was part of this like other organization. Like all these main characters that we see for a brief moment in the game end up being like this like organization corporation thing that fights <laughs> the fucking umbrella. What's your opinion on that? <laughs> well, I guess it sort of makes sense because it's like each one of these characters 
had a essentially a life altering experience that they barely survived mm-hmm. where it was like bio organism weapons like fucking destroyed an entire city and or like killed their whole team they lived through like a horrible incident or something and it made them go like this is some fucked up shit we gotta fight an umbrella or we gotta fight bioterrorism so they dedicate their lives to it essentially mm-hmm. and like it's like I, I guess that makes sense. Each one of them take takes a different path. I don't. Leon doesn't necessarily directly go to fight bioterrorism. It's just it somehow still ends up being his job. Mm-hmm. Chris, that makes sense. Jill, yeah. Claire, it's like she joins a, a more civilian outfit or something to to do that. That makes sense. Um, the rest of them, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, the whole deal was she was supposed to show up at Tall Oaks after it got nuked. And they were supposed to, like, look for survivors and stuff in, like, the outskirts of Tall Oaks. <laughs> and it was supposed to be, like, this big open area that you kind of play in. And uh, you'd, like, rescue survivors and uh, just explore this massive area, which instead of it being, like smaller areas you keep going in to continue to go f- through the game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. And then it, I don't remember what their reasoning was. They decided, no, we don't No, It was because the reception of the game ended up being so mixed. They're just like, no, we don't want to do this. And some of this stuff ended up getting into like Resident Evil revelations too. Yeah. So for the Claire thing, if you had one storyline to cut, who would it be? Oh, and, and keep Claire? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Because they all mend together, kind of. Uh, like, if you're watching a TV show, if anybody's uh, in the chat or listeners that are listening on, on YouTube and, you know, all the other podcast stuff, uh, do you see this, like, as, like, a TV show? Like, when they do, like, the flashbacks and the flash forwards, like, in the in show Lost it kind of does it like that in in this game where you're just like, oh, there's Ada Wong and Leon's story, and there there's Ada and Chris's story, and then you see it with uh, Jake and Sherry, um, and then like obviously you play Ada, um, and then they take that a step further with the Revelations games though, where it's like every time you complete a chapter, it'll go previ- previously on Resident Evil Revelations, and it shows you everything that you just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you're like just sitting there playing it for a while, it's kind of silly, but whatever. Yeah, but like, I'll go first if you want. I, okay. I, I think I could have done it without Ada's story. Um, even though Ada played a pivotal role in each of the other stories, like I didn't care for Ada's story a lot. I feel like you kind of need her story, though, because it, it's such an intricate part of the game story. Mm-hmm. Like, if you take her story out, you have to probably drastically change the plot of the game. I guess, yeah. But you could also have her as a side villain that's always showing up. Like, you don't... Well, she's not really a villain, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, you could have... You could show stuff in other people's stories that, you know, she's not who she is and all that stuff but it's funny that you say that though because i I did find out a couple other little tidbits about like the development of the game's story Mm. not a lot but just a couple things one thing was they had this imposter ada thing they were doing 
and the original idea was for there to actually just be clones of Ada Wong, but there would be like more than one. There would be like six or something. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? They're taking that shit from the movies. <laughs> There's like a bunch of Alice clones. Like, why would there be clones of Ada? I don't know. But this dude did basically try to clone Ada, though. That's Derek Simmons, fuck or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing was like they wanted to involve Wesker in it again somehow. Yeah. And they're like, but he's dead. And then they're like, fuck, you're right. He is dead. So they made Jake Mueller. <laughs> I I I will say the part where Jake Mueller is like in some fucking Middle East country and shit, and he's like that little kid's like, "Are you holding up your end of the bargain?" and like hands him a fucking apple, and uh, <laughs> he he goes, I, "I keep my promise, kid," and like he pulls off the fucking uh, cloth, and it's Jake Mueller, and I'm just like, yeah. I thought that was gonna be uh, Wesker somehow. But then I was like, nah. <laughs> no, it's not. Unfortunately. Um, so I guess as for whose story I'd take out, uh, it would probably be Jake's. Because I feel like you got to have Chris, even though it's like kind of not good. Mm-hmm. I just try to like make it better, I guess. Take out Jake. Maybe keep Sherry to be Claire's help character like the the second character because that would be cool because like oh my god they reunite it's like you know 10 15 years whatever the fuck however many years later (laughs) and that would be i think that would be good because jake's story and everything just feels so tacked on in this game Mm -hmm. and also you get a reunion with sherry too yep she only kind of vaguely gets one with Leon, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you remember me? We met at the end at the train, and we, like, walked away. <laughs> that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. She didn't spend that whole night with him. By the way, your camera's frozen. I don't know if you want to restart it. Oh. oh, yeah, hang on a second. Uh, oh, it came back, as I said. Oh, there you go. You kind of... I guess it just lagged or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't, like, add it on top of what they had. <laughs> because if they added the Claire thing, I think that would have been overkill. I probably would have liked it more. I don't know. <laughs> it's just the idea of it sounds cooler. True, but I think that would make me exhausted. <laughs> Even more exhausted of playing it. But, um, is there anything else you want to bring up or development-wise? No, that's that pretty much covers it. Um, acting changes. Um, so I think you put that there, right? Did you put acting changes? I put, probably put that there originally for something else, but not for this because, uh, as far as I know, there aren't really okay. There is one major change, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Sally uh, Cahill. I guess is how you would like pronounce her name. Uh did not portray Ada Wong this time. And uh, she was last in Resident Evil 4. Okay. And this is when they do that, they do that thing where they, they constantly have to like change the character's appearance and stuff. And it's like, now Ada barely looks Asian at all. Like almost, <laughs> almost not at all. And they have somebody else playing her. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, so they 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 got the same guy for Chris, right, for Resident Evil Five. Yeah, and then the same guy, or no, not Paul Mercer. Paul Mercer only played Leon for four, so yeah, they changed him too. But they they got this other guy, uh, who sounds a lot like him. It's very close. Yeah, it, it it's kind of creepy a little bit. Um, his his last name is also Mercer. It's weird. Really? Is yeah. it is it Matt Mercer? I think it is. I think it's Matthew Mercer. Oh, because he does like the. Uh critical role play uh thing that i usually watch i'm actually let me let me bring it up i'm actually uh, we're doing it live everybody I'm doing it doing live. live how we do this resident evil 6 and imdb is fucking going slow as shit resident evil 6 uh yeah matthew mercer played leon s kennedy that's fucking cool hey and uh, and troy baker was jake mueller yeah, after I played this game again, like, I didn't know who the fuck Troy Baker was back when I played that. Uh, and then, like, he was he was still kind of just getting bit parts in games, I think, back then. Mm-hmm. And now, it's like, oh, that's Troy Baker. Oh, go figure. <laughs> and Troy Baker, like, is in every game possible. He's become the new Nolan North. Yeah. They like to use him in a lot of shit. Yeah, him and Nolan North are kind of like the uh, the voice actors, but but uh, Helena, uh, also played by Laura Bailey, uh, she she does a lot of video game stuff, especially now. Um, but also, Laura Bailey is friends with Matthew Mercer. Um, they do uh, the critical role play uh, thing on on Twitch, where they do Dungeons and Dragons. So, huh? Yeah, Laura Bailey does a lot of anime too. Yeah. Uh, would you would you think of the Helena character? By the way, do you think she was good for the Leon story? Um, yeah, I, li- I liked her. Um, she felt like a natural fit for like a new RE character. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have much problem with her. I suppose it's like they they tried to make a whole subplot that involved her in the game, and it seemed like yeah, I could see why she would be involved. She has like a weird mystery because at first it's all like. There's that scene where I guess we can just talk about all the characters and like the story now. I guess this is where we're going to start it. <laughs> right? We're not overstepping anything. Uh let me just double check real quick. Uh yeah, uh I guess, you know, before we get into the meaty flesh, uh we can get into the story. Um so I guess we'll start off with Leon and Helena's story cuz that's what I started off with. Yep. That's uh, what I did too. Uh um it starts off where it, it's really dramatic how it starts. It shows like Leon pointing a gun at somebody, like "Don't make me do this!" And you hear like uh, you hear like zombie noises or something. Mm-hmm. And then he's he yells Adam or something. And he shoots this guy, somebody he knew, and then he calls Hunnigan. Is like I just shot the president. <laughs> said, what was what? happening? I mean that part. I will say I was like that's kind of badass. Like. Fucking Leon just shooting the president who turned into a zombie. I'm like, I'm digging the story. And then it just like the action stuff gets in and I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I like the beginning of this game actually. Um, cause it starts off kind of crazy. And then mm. yeah, Helena is there and she says, this is all my fault. Like very ominously. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, 
I can't tell you here. I have to show you or something. So there's like this mystery all of a sudden. It's like somehow she's involved in all this and she knows something, but mm. she won't tell him. Mm-hmm. Kind of weak, but it's something. But, um, like, all right, fine. So she t- he tolerates that for a while until like she kind of takes him to this weird place later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, and she kind of yeah, she does this weird thing where we eventually find out like she's looking for her sister and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're just wait, was that her sister or a lover? I can forget. Sister. Okay, <laughs> sister. Her sister. It's very different. Yeah. Uh, but like. Especially when you get to that part, because then she starts going, like, crazy a little bit, because she, like, runs ahead of you, and you're just like, who are you looking for? Like, I'm fighting off these zombies, I'm fucking doing British bulldogs to fucking people. Uh, British bull. I'm I'm doing bulldogs to people. (laughs) And, uh, you know, fighting people uh, with their, you know, with my kicks instead of shooting people, because you run out of bullets quickly in this game, I notice. Yeah, that gets into, like, gameplay stuff I was going to talk about yeah. later. <laughs> a little bit to go into there. Mm-hmm. What'd, um, you, uh, what'd you think of the enemies in Leon's story? Because it gets crazier in the other stories, but I felt the enemy selections in the Leon story felt good. I mean, it felt like, uh, you know, you're fighting zombies, and then you're fighting... Because you get that scene, like, is this what happened at Raccoon City? He's like, no, even worse, or something along the line like that. Um, But then you get, like, this gummy bear-looking fucking thing that cuts into pieces. They kind of look like the mold monsters in Seven, uh, and and they chase after you, which is kind of intimidating when you're trying to, like, unlock a door uh, in the market area. So I I dig that. Um, And then when you got to the sewer area... Everything felt right. Like, I thought in this direction, uh, until the action got out of hand, in my opinion, I was digging until the boss battle, pretty much, is what I'm trying to get to. Um, yeah, like, the enemies felt like, I mean, the enemies are just zombies at first. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, and that was something that the developer said. They were like, uh, we heard everybody talk about how they missed the zombies, so we decided to bring them back for this one part of the game here. It's like, awesome, yeah. Um, it's it's weird because some people apparently will draw comparisons to Leon's uh, campaign to like Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 4 it's strange but I feel like it's kind of a mix of both the only thing for it was the the Kodak Kodak bitch that uh, talks to you like this is the only thing I could think of that would go with 4 but um no, like when you're at the cemetery and you're in that weird church and you're going through all like these weird catacomb areas and stuff, like this really old shit. Yeah, it kind of reminds. It's, yeah, I see. Okay, uh, I get yeah. It. It's like at first, it's kind of Resident Evil Two ish. It's like you're in a city. You you start out in a university, which is like okay, that's interesting. You never really start out in a. I think there is a university map or something in Resident Evil Outbreak. I can't remember. Um. Then you go through the city, and it's like that stuff where you're pretty much playing through like an opening cutscene in Resident Evil 2, where like there's trucks crashing and people dying and people th- jumping out of windows and shit. You pretty much get to play like a CG scene from like Resident Evil 2 or 3 mm-hmm. for like 
I don't know, however long it was, like probably 45 minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And then they go, they get on a bus, like all the survivors get away, kind of like Dawn of the Dead style, like like the, the remake where they, they get a bus and they, they drive out and then they crash. And then Leon and Elena are the only ones that live. Mm-hmm. All the survivors that you help just fucking die. <laughs> and they all look like PS2 characters, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will. I again. I I kind of enjoyed the Leon story because, especially like you said, the Dawn of Dead uh, bus scene. Like that's the first thing that came to mind. Uh, especially even the fat guy that's like chasing you. I'm like, it kind of reminds me of the fat bitch in Dawn of the Dead rema- uh, remake, and that thing chases after you. Um, which again, variety, uh, cause you got to remember, this is my second time playing the game in a long time. So like coming off of seven, which seven's a great game, which we will talk about in the nemesis project podcast. Um, seven, I didn't like their variety in enemies. Uh, in this game, you get a whole fucking shitload. Now that doesn't mean it's good. Uh, but I, I I do like Leon's portion of the variety because again it, it it does the right mix. It does the the zombies, the mutated dogs, dogs the mutated uh, laffy taffy things. I uh, I the vagina monster that like blows shit toxic at you at the in the church and on the, the plane. Fuck zombies. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I I I dig that uh, again until we got to the last boss battle. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also where they start fighting enemies from like Chris's campaign. It's like when you're in Tall Oaks, you're fighting like totally different enemies mm-hmm. for the most part, and then like basically they get to this uh, cemetery church area, then they fight that weird boss. Uh, go into this catacomb area and you do like some kind of annoying puzzles down there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get split up quite a bit. Uh, you fight Deborah, Helena's sister who, who's been mutated. And then you kind of learn a little bit of the story. Finally, how she was like, uh, the, this guy, Derek Simmons, who was like the security chief of the United States or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He orchestrated all this shit for the president to die and everything. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and basically, he uh, sort of blackmailed Helena to help him. Yeah. He, had, he, he had her sister hostage and infected her with C-virus, which is literally what this virus is called. It's called fucking C-virus. The corona. There's a C-virus outbreak in China. I'm not trying <laughs> to... You know it's funny, like off topic on Resident, well, kind of on topic. Remember, like when the whole coronavirus thing happened, and they showed like the umbrella logo. Like it's actually in the news. Like umbrella logos there. I know. And, and I'm just like, am I in a fucking simulation? Like uh, Resident Evil Six was that? It was C virus. There was fucking umbrella. There was some sort of like government conspiracy bullshit that's going on with control. And you know, and you're, and and I'm pl- I'm playing this game again. You know, pretty much at the tail end of this pandemic, uh, and I'm and I'm just like, holy fucking shit, dude! Like this is, if they made a coronavirus movie and they wanted to make it into an action film, 
Like, you, you can just use Resident Evil 6 storyline. <laughs> you could, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe tone down some of the crazy shit in it, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, they, they get out of Tall Oaks and they go to China. They figure out, oh, we gotta go to China. They, they fake their deaths. They, they say they died in that fucking nuclear explosion. Like, Hunnigan arranges it that way. Mm-hmm. And then they... I, I think they go to China because they realize oh Simmons is in China somehow. Somehow they figure that out. Um, and that's when they get caught up in the bullshit in Chris's game. And uh, Jake and Sherry end up... Everybody meets in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to get Simmons. And then Simmons is an asshole... And he talks about, I'm part of the family or something. And it's like, what the fuck is the family? <laughs> Which is so, something annoying about this game is it tell it's kind of like Final Fantasy 13 a little bit in that way. Where stuff happens in the story and they don't really tell you like what they're talking about. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? And the thing is, is you have to spend the game going around. This is getting into gameplay a little bit, whatever. I'm kind of burying the lead, but like I have to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, you have to spend a little bit of, you know how you find those little blue emblems? Yeah. And you shoot them out, just like that thing from Resident Evil 4. It's like, oh, there's an emblem. You shoot it. You don't really know what that, what the fuck that unlocks at first. You just figure it might be something cool or fun. No. It turns out it unlocks the files for the fucking game to help explain the backstory of the game. <laughs> and I hate that. That's stupid. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Maybe they got feedback from five for when like people were playing online and she was like, oh, I don't want to read anything. I'm playing it sucks. It's dragging everything down. So they're like, Alright, I guess we'll make it to where you have to view files outside of the game. And you have to unlock them. Well, I remember when me and you were playing Resident Evil 5, there was some points where we were just like Hey, hey, hold on, man. Hold on. Um, I'm reading this. And we would read it. And, like, if people can't do that... And, and that's what annoys me about this generation of gaming now. It's like, every everybody needs to have the fast fucking looting and fast action and shit. And, like, oh, I need to be Call of Duty 360 fucking no-scope and, ha- and, like, don't interrupt me. I'm like, dude, this is what gaming was back in the day, where we'd, we'd be like, oh, let me get this itchy, tasty uh, story out of the way. You know, you find out the backstory, be like, oh, shit, that's why we killed that monster over there, or that zombie that looked fucking like a janitor or something. I'm just using... <laughs> and be like, oh, that that's his fucking diary. Like, Yeah. That's the yeah. reason... You don't read it after. What is this, fucking Metal Gear Solid Five? <laughs> Yeah, oh, we'll give you a bunch of tapes now to explain the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And not, uh, whatever. <laughs> in some ways, we've regressed in certain aspects of gaming as we've gone forward. Like, now we're back to, like, everything's got to be fast, twitchy, arcade bullshit. Mm-hmm. Somehow, we th- that's become, like, the general, uh, the, the general feel or something again. Uh, but anyway, uh, if they were going to do that, I don't know why they just wouldn't lay all the files out. Like as you as you're just playing the game, you unlock more files to help explain the story. I don't know why they had to un- keep everything locked behind stupid emblems. Because I didn't spend a great amount of time trying to hunt them down or anything. Mm-hmm. But 
I would look a little bit here and there, but like, oh, I wonder if there's an emblem. And I start looking around. Oh yeah, there's one. And I get one. I, that's me kind of trying. I didn't even get like, uh, almost a quarter of, of all the files just trying to play like that. Well, I thought it was like Resident Evil 4, you know, the medallion and stuff that we, or like a diamond that would hang in shit. And I thought that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, you know what? You know, I'm sometimes I, there are certain games where I'm like, oh man, maybe I do want to 100% or, you know, get every unlockable. Let me try to do it as, as I can. And like, I would do it. And I, and, I, and I was like, what is this? So I looked it up online just to find out what I'm shooting at. And I'm like, you get the fucking files? Like, that's stupid. I'll just read it after, like, <laughs> after the game. I'll just, you know, go on, on uh, Google and just get all the readings. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm wasting my time. Yeah, it's, it's a big waste of time. Yeah. So, I guess going back to the story, there's not much left for, for Leon. But, like, they, Simmons is, like, trying to execute them. He's got, like, a bunch of government officials with him or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then some some jackass in a paintball mask shoots him with a dart from behind. And then he gets, like, that's one of my favorite parts of this whole game. He's like, he's, he's got his little ring. He always does that shit where he's talking and he has like a thumb ring or something. And he's like, mm, dispose of them. And he's like really fucking stuck up and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, wait, no, leave, leave them alive. We, we still need them for later or something. You just said dispose of them. <laughs> Then, then he just gets shot in the dart right in the neck, and that's how he gets infected with like some crazy version of the C virus that causes him to mutate into a a lion, yeah, and then a T Rex after you fight him as a lion. Well, this is <laughs> this is what I hate about the game. It's like the, there's a part where I'm just like, wow, that was a pretty, you know, okay. It's a boss battle, and then you, when you finally beat it, you're just like, okay, he's done. There's no... Like, Simmons showed up, like, fucking seven times. This sucked. I, <laughs> this is one of the parts I, I originally hated about this game, and I hated it now, too. <laughs> it was just like, you do this multi-tiered, drawn-out, Jesus fucking Christ, when will this guy die boss fight? It should have been something spaced out over the game, like like Nemesis or something. Yeah. Instead, it's all just in one part. You have to continue to play, and you can't get a fucking break. It's just like, Jesus Christ, I have to fight this guy again? Mm. And it's ridiculous. And it, it, this gets into something that kind of pissed me off about 5, like how they get crazy with like the mutations and stuff. We're like, I don't know, Wesker ejected fucking Excel or whatever with Ouroboros shit. Mm-hmm. And like a hundred twenty pound, five foot six woman turned into like a kaiju that was larger than a fucking aircraft carrier. <laughs> Somehow, it's just I don't understand that. Um, and it happens with this guy too. He turns into like it's weird. He gets he turns into like this weird carapace shit. He almost looks like an early three D model character where you know how you'd hit somebody and their polygons would explode or something yeah tell me tell me what part this is this has to be near the end because uh i played this when i was doing my uh charity thing uh but there's a part where an electric rod goes on the ground and like they kind of like mention it like oh you need to use this 
But yeah. like, but like, then they throw like fucking hundred zombies in the area, and and then you're just like, all right, when do I use this? And like, there are times where you're just like, is is the is the boss like dazed? Is he is he is he not moving? That you have to like do so much trial and error um, with that with that that uh, boss battle, and it, it annoyed the fuck out of me. That's not the only thing you gotta do a lot of trial and error with, but I'll get to that later. Oh. <laughs> but uh yeah that that's part of this whole boss fight you fight him as the lion the weird giant lion where he's chasing the train you guys are on i, I gotta admit i like that part like i was like if you use that part and maybe like the ending i'd be like appreciative of the the boss battle in a way but they they milk the shit out of this to the point where I'm like, all right, dude, you need to fucking die. You fight you fight yeah. this fucking guy four times before yeah. he's dead. Yeah, so like two two is the top. Maybe three times if you want to like you know Undertaker this bullshit. Like he just comes back from the dead. Like I could deal with a third, but like t- at least two is is my a happy point. And they did four, and I'm like, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. <laughs> it gets tiresome. Um, that that part where you find him as a lion also has one of my favorite moments in this game. There, there's like a, a cutscene that happens. I think it's like when you defeat him. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no, it's it's the second phase of that fight. Yeah, some some of these fights have multiple phases. To yeah, them. and it's the second phase of that. They're all standing on top of that train car, and then a helicopter shows up. And then it's like those government official guys. And then they're like talking to each other. They see him down there. He's like, that's him. There's Simmons. And they're like, they pause for a moment when they see him, the spotlight gets on and they see he's a giant, horrible monster. <laughs> and he's just like, they're like, leave him. And they fly away. And then he transforms. Simmons transforms or it shows his face again for like a moment. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes, no. Why has my family abandoned me? And you can see the tears coming out of his eyes. It made him sad. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. It makes me laugh out loud every time I see it. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) But uh, the T-Rex fight was okay, even though it's like, why why is he turning into animals? That's just not explained. That's that's the part where he it's like a circle area, right? And like there's... yeah, you just fight in like a big circular room, and uh, you get in a vehicle. Eventually, a BSAA guy shows up in the vehicle, and he fucking dies. Yeah, <laughs> the whole BSAA just just die. <laughs> um, I that one wasn't too drawn out. I don't think. Uh, and then he turns into a fly. Yeah. It, 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 uh, I always called it the Mothman battle. And that's what you're talking about, where you, you kill him with, like, fucking electric rods or some shit somehow. Mm-hmm. And then you, you think you're going to get away, and he's still not fucking dead. Instead, he turns into, like, this weird, like, it's like the shit at the end of the fly, except it's like the scale of it is enormous. Yeah. He's like this horrible mutated mess of what whatever was left, and then you blow him up with fucking rockets. Yeah, that was it's like fine. that was the it's most fine. that was the most satisfying part. It's like taking a rocket and just killing him. But then it, being like, thank God, <laughs> there was no thank God though. I was like, is he fucking dead? Because I want to know, is this done? 
Because there were so many times where you're just like, okay, I think I've, I've done it. And then you're just like, oh, he's back again. Everybody that I've ever played this game with had that same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is guy going to fucking die. Like, holy shit. And then usually with me, it's like, thank God this is finally over. <laughs> I can move on. <laughs> that's that's Leon's uh, campaign. The first part of it where he's, he's in Paul Oaks is pretty cool. It's reminds you of the good qualities of Resident Evil usually. Mm-hmm. Even with kind of bunk messed up parts of the gameplay and the design or whatever, you can still have fun with it. So where do you want to go from here? Do you want to go into Chris? Do you want to go to Ada? Or do you want to go to Jake and Sherry? I feel like you gotta go down the line. Of course, on some of these you can talk more about them than others. So I, f- I feel like when we're going to get into Chris, there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about because it's pretty samey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know how you felt about it. Well, I guess, how did you feel about it overall? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So what... Because uh, I the next thing I did was Jake and Cherry. Was that the next, next ones? I mean, I don't... They don't explicitly tell you to play them in any order. Mm-hmm. But I, I always play, just went down the list. So you got, you got Leon, Chris, Jake, Ada. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to Chris next. So Chris. <laughs> um, the the cutscene in the beginning. Uh, it's Chris Redfield in a, in a bar, uh, drunk out of his mind. Uh, He's like being misogynist, kinda against the the woman. Not really. He's just being a dick. Uh, hey, baby, pour me another drink. Yeah, this fucking run dry. She's like, you've had enough. He's like, they're in some Eastern European country or some shit. And he's then, like, I'll tell you when I've had enough. <laughs> and then uh, you know, there's some guy sitting next to him. He's like, oh, there's a great steak. I'm like, all right, who is this guy? Uh. Yeah, and then, like, Chris gets up with the bottle and starts to, like, go to a table, and one brave guy was like, she told you to get out, and he just, like, smashes his head on the fucking table. <laughs> and then that's where, uh, what's his name, Paley? Paley? Pa- Pierce. Pierce, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know where I got, I don't know where I got Paley from. But Pierce, um, you know, he confronts him, uh shouts fucking uh like these are your teammates they're all dead and chris is like i'm done with this shit i don't want to do this anymore fucking umbrella one and then like he's screaming at him and all of a sudden the whole bar is like all full of bsaa people and yeah like this was all set up to cat to subdue him and capture him and bring him back to service i guess mm-hmm. and it was like, what the fuck did they all rent this bar out for this? Like, I don't understand. So what's your opinions on Chris? Um, in terms of the fun of the scenario, I guess, it's probably the least entertaining. Because it's really samey. You get into, like, this groove this very specific groove where you're just fighting a lot of enemies for a while yeah you get into like this 
I, I like to talk about how like some games put you in a zen state where all you do you play this game and it pulls you in and all of a sudden it's like your whole undivided attention is on like whatever this game's having you do and you could like just kind of snap out of it for a minute and be like whoa I was doing that for like an hour it didn't feel like an hour <laughs> mm-hmm. but this this is the opposite of that this puts you into like some kind of weird brain fog where you're just like killing enemies and you're like go to control point alpha roger and you're fighting these weird paramilitary mutant fucks who have random mutations some of them are useful some of them are bullshit <laughs> like you'll shoot a guy and like there's a chance he'll grow a fucking shield he'll grow a giant shield out of his arm and it's fucking annoying Mm-hmm. Or you'll shoot that guy, and he might have the bullshit luck of growing leg armor, like armor for his legs, and, and you just you could just kill him like a normal enemy, and it doesn't fucking matter. Or they'll turn into a random giant weird grasshopper fuck and shoot you from like they're hanging upside down from their body somehow, and they're shooting you with a gun. <laughs> it's strange, but you're just following waypoints and shooting enemies. And then after a while, like I was, I was playing with uh, my friend doing this and I'm like, what are we supposed to be doing? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't mean like, no, not like what our object, like what the game wants us to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like what's the point of what we're doing, what what's like the original intention behind like why we're here? What are we, what are we actually doing? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Like what your purpose is. Well, there's like, I mean, they make, uh, they make it to the point where like Ada Wong is like the enemy kind of, um, like that's their main point of villain because there's a point when Chris Redfield's like, I, I gotta go after Ada. And then the other guy's like, no, you, you know, I'll, I'll come with you, but you're a bitch pretty much. And like, that's their focus. But at the same time, I'm like, what, what why are we doing this story? Is it just because we have to insert Chris Redfield in there and he didn't get really liked in Resident Evil 5? So, and plus, we have to take away his uh, his muscles because he did he did get you know a little a little skinnier compared to his uh, buffed out Resident Evil Five version as well. I thought he looked the same. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little different. Um, I, I was gonna say like they establish sort of the reason like why he's doing this in the first mission, which is the flashback, which is, explains what happened. Like, how he ended up in this state that they found him in, in, in a bar, drunk. Mm-hmm. They go, they do this mission in fucking, I don't remember the name of the country, Estonia or whatever. <laughs> Eastern European country. And <laughs> uh, there there's B.O.W. activity there, and him and Piers are there to, like, do, like, take care of it. And there's a trap, it's, like they they see this chick's like that's it I'm Ada Wong blah 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 follow me I'll show you how to where the hideout is or whatever it's a trap she sets them up and like sets off this weird device that shoots everybody with like a gas and it's C virus gas and 
his entire team mutates and fucking dies except for uh <laughs> except for Pierce. <laughs> and that's what traumatized him. He got like an entire squad of people killed in his mind. And then Pierce is like, You need to come back. We we need you to fucking finish this. And that's how that that, that takes you to China. Because that's where the stuff's going on now. Yeah. And Chris is like kind of unhinged. He's got like a little bit more of a short temper now. And he's in his mind, he's like, I need to find Ada Wong and kill her. That's all he fucking cares about for like the good portion of this campaign. Mm-hmm. And you start to see definitely in the Chris Redfield game where this game is going, how you were talking about before. It, there's a point where you're just like, you're fighting waves of enemies, waves of enemies, and then you get storyline. And then you're doing the same exact thing over and over again. Um, and you're going like, oh, this is going to be like this. So it, it, and to, there's a point in the game because each chapter ends like Resident Evil 4 and, and Resident Evil 5 where you, um, you end the chapter, then you you know you get your experience points or whatever you collected during the game, and then you buy more upgrades and all that stuff. There's a point where I'm just like, wow, this chapter is way too fucking long. Like, this, I hope this story of Chris is done soon. And there, there's there's a, there's times where I'm just like, it has to go. I and then you start to play certain storylines where it crosses over. And stuff doesn't make sense on what you do in other games as well, <laughs> like other stories. And you're just like, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> Sometimes that brain fog quality carries over in a mm. couple of these other ones. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one is where, like, the Leon Helena campaign has, like, a sense of atmosphere. And there's, like, some horror elements and stuff. And there's some intrigue. There's not really any intrigue in this one. It's pretty much straightforward. Like, this Chris wants to fucking kill this bitch. And then Pierce is like, no, captain, my captain. We have to do this job. Mm-hmm. You need to stay focused. Stay foked. This one has a lot of action and combat, and there's almost no quiet time, no downtime for you to, like, okay, you can, like, finally decompress and let everything marinate a little bit. Yeah, get, get you know, collect yourself, and then get back to it. And so it's just tiresome. Again, it's like this uh, this fucking weird attrition where you just have to kill waves of enemies constantly. <laughs> You're constantly in some kind of battle. <laughs> and uh, they had to add a snake in this in this uh, in this storyline. <laughs> this snake had. He had stealth camouflage somehow. <laughs> yeah. And I, what? The only thing I thought of was like fucking Metal Gear Solid, which by the way, it kind of makes sense. Solid Snake camouflage. So, and, oh my God. I just. I want to know what they were thinking of. It's like, so it's like, let's, hey, remember how there was like a giant snake in Resident Evil 1? And it's like, yeah. Like, what if we added that? It's like, yeah, it could be like a new snake. And then somebody said, what if the snake could turn invisible? Mm-hmm. What, what, how would it do that? <laughs> what? 
you know any any animals or any mutations where like somebody just has like bio organic stealth camouflage that literally makes them invisible to the naked eye? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what'd you think of like the mutated soldiers and stuff? Um, I kind of already sort of tipped my hand on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, it kind of it's weird, like, and it kind of gets in that territory, like stuff in Resident Evil Five. I didn't really like, and I thought was strange, which was like, you know, you remember when we get to like that uh refinery area or something mm -hmm. and like that uh that aircraft carrier and all of a sudden we were like engaging in firefights with the enemies yeah like they, had, they had fucking rifles and shit and it's like what what happened what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> we're engaging in firefights like it's like it's turned into like a weird third person action military shooter all of a sudden feels yeah. like call of duty or rainbow sex or something uh, I don't. I don't have a lot to say about the Redfield thing. Um, I thought their storyline was kind of bland. Um, there were certain things that were added in there, as far as why, like he doesn't have a relationship with Sherry Birkin. Like he wasn't there during Resident Evil Two, and then there was no crossover with sherry and chris before unless he like claire told chris during fucking code veronica that's i guess that was what was inferred like what you're supposed to infer from that is like chris learned about sherry through claire mm -hmm. i feel like she would tell him about that like oh my god you have to listen to me i had the worst night ever <laughs> <laughs> i mean he had the worst night ever too but hers is like a million times worse yeah, so I, I guess I could forgive them because he he acts like a father figure to Sherry, which is weird because he's like, who is this guy that you're hanging out with, Jake, Jake Mueller? Who is that guy? And then I guess, I guess to some extent, she probably would feel like, you know, like, oh, Claire feels kind of like family to me now after that. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, given what happens. Uh, so it's like, by extension, I guess he would sort of feel that way to her too, maybe. Maybe they hanged out a couple times. <laughs> maybe they got sushi, I don't know. Maybe they got sushi, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then they get, they do that thing, they do that fucking Fast and Furious shit. I don't watch any of these movies, but I feel like everybody knows what I'm talking about. Where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, these two main characters, they don't like each other even though they should be allies, so they fight. They do that shit with him and Leon at first. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's still trying to get uh, Ada, and then Leon's like, that's Ada. And of course, he's gonna be like, no, hang on, she's not a bad guy. And he's like, he killed, she killed my whole team! And then they, they have a fight. They fight each other for like a minute. Yeah. Like when Vin Diesel fights The Rock. Yeah, I, I like the part <laughs> uh, when Ada gets shot by the helicopter, like the mysterious helicopter person. And uh, she falls off, and then like he calls Leon, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey Ada, I mean hey Ada, hey Leon, Ada's dead. And then like Leon's like, okay. <laughs> she had like a really, it, that's like a couple. There's a couple times in this game where people die, and it's like supposed to be like 
shocking or like sad, mm-hmm. but usually it just ends up being funny. Yeah. What? Like, like what, what? One of the times I remember that was like in the beginning in Leon and Helena's game where they're still in the university and they find that dude in the elevator mm-hmm. and he's got his daughter. They're like, we have to get out of here. And Leon, I think Leon tells him like, your daughter's infected. And he, he's like, no, no. And then she turns into a zombie right there. And they have to kill her. Yeah. And then there's like this moment, there's like a pause. There's like a silence for like a second or two. And then all of a sudden he's just like, he yeah. just like, frowns and starts crying like just, out of nowhere and it's just really funny because of the timing and the acting and everything Yeah, there's... and then like it's the same thing with Ada it's like Del- or Carla is who she is spoiler yeah the the fake Ada does all this shit and they go, she goes through this chase and she gets shot by a helicopter and falls like fucking I don't know four stories and it's like splat she's dead well, it, it does that. It does that big moment. It does that big moment where it's like, Ada, you have nowhere to go. We got you. You're, and then she like comes clean. Like I'm, I'm gonna tell everybody. I, well, no, she does this thing where like the whole world is gonna be, uh, you know, yeah. like, like Raccoon City, and like out of nowhere, this helicopter just comes up and goes, and then like she falls and dies. <laughs> and like it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> Well, I took care of that. And mm-hmm. No, no, it didn't. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, there was that awful fucking chase scene too, where you're like you were chasing her, and she was like, she was like in a sports car, and you were driving like a fucking Hummer or something. Yeah. Or a Jeep. Like that shit kind of sucked. It wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had bad controls. Uh. Somehow, from that point that you were just talking about, they end up in, like, an underwater facility. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because they learn. Oh, a Sherry and Jake are captured during the underwater facility, so you have to go down there and fucking free them. And then you fight, like, a weird monster that she had stored down there. Some kind of giant... It looks almost like a Titan or something from, like, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. If they're, like, an undead one or whatever. <laughs> and that's... You, you defeat it but then Piers gets fucked up and he turns into a monster and the second player's there playing Piers you fight you play as monster Piers and yeah but uh they kind of do the uh the the uh we call it the Star Trek uh con uh Wrath of Khan where like uh oh my god what's his name Spock he's uh you know, trapped in like nuclear fallout kind of thing, and Jim is like, you know, we need to save your life, and he like locks him into the little transport thing. He's like, no, no, please, get in here, open the door. We can still save you. Yeah. No! <laughs> Damn you! He's like yelling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he sacrifices himself. It's supposed to be like heroic and cool, and he saves and shit but it's like I don't know the thing about Piers is he doesn't have that much personality in my opinion yeah I didn't like Piers at all like I, there was I was like in the beginning I was like nice steak I'm like okay who's this guy like <laughs> and then 
just goes nowhere. Like, he had emotion, and he shows a little bit of emotion. I think he's just a dude to have the plot keep on going with Chris. He's kind of like the pushing of Chris where he needs to go. Yeah, a little bit. Then he's, like, really whiny and weird, though, sometimes. Like, when Jake shows up, it's like he fucking can't stand J- Jake at all. Mm-hmm. Just because Jake says he makes some kind of offhand comment calling them jarheads. Because, I don't know, they're dressed like fucking Marines. They're equipped like Marines or whatever. Yeah. That really pisses him off for some reason. <laughs> it doesn't piss Chris off, who had been pissed off almost the entire time up to this point. And Chris is, like, holding him back and stuff. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? You're telling him to, like, stop murdering, stop obsessing over this bitch. You want to murder her because you're going to get us all killed. And you need to focus. Some guy calls you a jarhead, you start getting pissed off and losing your composure. But <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense. But I do kind of like the ending, though, where he's just, like, back in that bar eating a steak. And he's, like, he's nodding in approval like it's good. Mm-hmm. He says, it's good. <laughs> And then, like, some guy shows up and he's like, Captain, we've got new orders. And then they dramatically leave the bar and he goes on his bioterrorism quest once more. And goes to Louisiana. Probably. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Or is that really Chris? We don't know. I guess we have to play eight to see if, like, he's maybe a clone or something. Does it have to be a clone? I don't know. What if it's just some guy who happens to be named Redfield? That's another possibility. What if it's just this guy? Like, he never said his name was Chris. <laughs> Maybe it is a Redfield. Maybe it's like, I don't know, the son of Chris Redfield. But that doesn't make sense because he's old now. So maybe father <laughs> of Chris Redfield. Maybe he's like a cousin. An uncle. Maybe he's just another guy who has that name. Maybe. I would kind of... Would you think that piss off the people? The fans? You're like, it's not really Chris. It's just some dude. <laughs> I don't know if it would or not. Because it's like, you had people saying like... He looks so different. Is is the thing. Like, from what we've been used to. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't look like... I mean, Chris's facial appearance and everything has changed a couple times. But I'm, this is like such a departure from like the last one. It's like, whoa. I mean, if you think about it... Rocky from the Rocky movies didn't look the same from beginning to end. No, but, you know, getting punched in the face a lot. Yeah. And getting your ass kicked and, like, getting older and stuff. I can see how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So who's next? What's the next story? Jake and Sherry. Jake and Sherry. I did not like the enemies in this game at all. I didn't like their all, like, crazy... 128 days later uh, mutated people with guns. Yeah. It was a lot of like what was in Chris's game. Yeah. Um, I did not like the dynamic with Sherry and Jake. What about you? It felt a little odd to me. But they were clearly trying to do this thing where it's like, oh, these two characters have like very different personalities and, and stuff, but in maybe even belief systems. But over time, because they have to survive together, they end up trusting each other a lot. 
and that that does come across in the in the story in the game that that does work mm-hmm. but um it's like oh it's cool to see sherry again she's like an adult now and she's fighting bioterrorism for the government <laughs> yeah and it, then you learn like what what's happened to her this whole time like she was basically like kept in a facility and studied because she had like G virus and then G virus vaccine in her and it caused her apparently to mutate. She has a healing factor now. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I, I really liked Sherry in this game. Um, I think they could have done a little bit more better with her storyline. I don't know about the G virus and healing technique, uh, story that, they put backstory on her about. Um, I don't, Jake also had enhanced abilities too. That was another thing. Is that you when? Know? Is that when he turns the whole room white? Huh? Isn't the the rooms like they're all like white and, and weird, or is that just the the rooms are just white in general? That's just the rooms are white. I mean, like I was referring to like when he would fight guys, you could tell. When he it'd show those scenes where he get in fist fights with dudes, mm-hmm. he was like hitting people and they go flying across the room and shit, and he was like breaking stuff. Oh yeah, so he kind of has like his father's ability a little bit. Yeah, he's got like enhanced physical abilities, even up to the point of how he traverses the environment. Because he'll do this shit like, you know, you're climbing up ladders and you're you're doing that shit where you swing across bars and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when he does it, he does, like, these flips, and he does, like, these really high jumps and stuff like a normal person would not do. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, so this guy's got, like, abilities. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Uh, Up to the point where he has a hand-to-hand option. Like, that's just a a combat option for him to just beat the fuck out of people. (laughs) So would you think of, like, the nemesis type of character in this game? The Ustanak? Yeah. Um, at first I was like, oh, this, I kind of, I kind of like this. This is kind of a callback to Nemesis a little bit, you know? Yeah. At first it felt nice. It felt like they were giving you a sweater. And then you realized it was like a shitty sweater. Yeah. It was like a bunch of frayed strings and bullshit coming out of it. And it was like, oh, this isn't a very good sweater. <laughs> I will say my favorite part of that um, is when you're in like the cave area and like he's he's he he can't see you but he he can listen to you. Um, I kind of fucking hated that part of the game. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I thought it was good a little bit because I'm like the the parts that I started hating is when he's like you get past the ice area and until you found out what the fuck to do. Because I don't know about you, that it took me a really long time on figuring out, oh, what do I do with these bombs? And I'm supposed to blow it up over there, go over the thing, and then, um, you know, escape. And then what really fucking annoys me in this area is when you're going through the doors. Like, you're escaping him, and then you have to go through the doors, and you have to, like, fucking press the button. Uh, you know me with pressing buttons really hard and fast. <laughs> I remember... Uh, I, I was just like, God damn it! I open the fucking door, get out of here. And it took me a couple of times because it's just like, come on, because if you fuck up a little bit, like he catches up. 
Yeah. And, and it's annoying. Um, I will say it, he they did abuse the fuck out of him. Especially at that point when you when you're playing the game mm-hmm. there, that's when it got like really annoying because it was like at first like oh this is cool this is kind of a throwback to stuff from a previous Resident Evil game that I liked, mm-hmm. but they really kind of gimmick him up a lot more and it's like mostly a net negative when they do it. Me and my buddy got stuck on that same spot you're talking about where you're like trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do with these bombs or create these distractions so you can get through. Mm -hmm. Very trial and error. Uh, Because the game doesn't give you almost any hint of like what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to kind of figure it out on your own a little bit. It's they give you some kind of like context clue in the beginning, like the camera's panning out and showing you like that shit on the ground. Yeah. Or whatever that was. It was like fucking busted ass glass or something I can't remember uh, but, but that's like not enough to go off of like, what the f- what are you trying to tell me with that <laughs> and then uh, some of those parts where you have to like hide in fucking trash bins yeah that, that shit got old after a while uh, then there was like a whole area where you had to like hit these switches and clear out these enemies really fast before he would show up. Like you, you had like up to three times he would come to search before you'd get got and he'd just fucking murder you all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really annoying. <laughs> the whole cave part was just really annoying. There's a the part you were running away from him in a quick time event and you, you could get fucked up because the quick time event would ch- suddenly change and you weren't ready mm-hmm. and you die or like you're you're running, you're doing that shit where your character's automatically running towards you in the screen in the foreground, and you can't really see what's coming, and you get hung up on something, and you die. <laughs> I'll tell you what really annoyed me in that whole storyline is the snow area. Yeah, that part's kind of drawn out a little bit just because of how they do it, which is like there's like a damn snowstorm, you have to find like three Dumaflotchies or whatever. (laughs) Some bullshit you have to find in a snowstorm, and there's, like, a bunch of enemies everywhere, and they give you, like, a fucking snow ski or whatever, like, snowmobile to get traverse the environment at least, and you're like, oh, thank God, this'll help. And it's like the controls suck for it, too. It's so (laughs) terrible. It's really slippery and shit. Like, oh, I know they're on snow and everything, but it's, like, even worse. You can kind of sort of almost get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you can, like, run into, like, enemies and you'll get fucked up or you'll get hung up on the environment a lot trying to move somewhere, and it's just frustrating. Um, so, I know we're jumping around a lot. I'm just trying to pick out, like, is it... This whole game jumps around. Like, <laughs> you're going from one point to another to where we're supposed to go, is, which is China. Um, There's not a lot of story to this one either, though, is the thing. No. And they try to, like, do this, like, weird thing that Jake and Sherry have some type of love interest. Because, like, there's a part where, like, Jake walks in on Sherry, like, half naked. And, like, they do that, like, ooh. She's like, oh. Yeah, my boobies. And, you know, he's like, 
kind of likes it. And then you're in like in this mansion kind of thing, fighting all these villains. And a fucking tank just comes out of fucking nowhere. Uh, which I which I will say was kind of badass because I'm like, what is this? Am I playing Resident Evil right now? <laughs> like, why is there a fucking tank coming out of nowhere? That part was kind of fun when you're in when you break out of the, the lab in China, mm-hmm. and then you're fighting through like that palace or something. Yeah, that part was cool. And then um, then the cool bike scene, which I didn't mind. I thought it was cool. Yeah, the, the bike scene was was all right. Mm. There's a uh, there's some more bullshit quick time events in it, but it was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of those in this one, in, in this campaign in particular. There's a lot of these bullshit quick time do or die events. Sometimes they're not even quick time. It's just run, and you didn't really know you were supposed to run at first, so you get caught off guard, and chances are you won't make it that first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, it gets it adds up over time, and it gets it gets frustrating. Uh, but there's not a lot of story to this. The story is mostly with the characters and how they're interacting with each other. Really, not so much what they're doing. Like they have a general goal, mm-hmm. which is like Sherry somehow finds out that Jake. Oh, well, it's because he's part of this paramilitary group in the beginning, and they're all taking this weird c-virus shit they were told it was like performance enhancing drugs or something (laughs) it was like like shit to make them better in combat or whatever and then jake took it and it's funny because of the kind of the way he is which i will i will give him that his general attitude demeanor is kind of entertaining for like a resident evil character Mm -hmm. he's like shoots up and he's like i don't feel any different the hell and he just looks at some other dudes like hey does this shit do anything for you because i don't feel anything and he's like you know twitching and shit over there <laughs> and you can tell oh he's gonna mutate yeah um they also play with the storyline that um jake has the antibodies um yeah, that's what that's that's what that's about because yeah. he takes the shit and nothing happens to him yeah and um they also throw in a scene because they have to tell you that he's Wesker's son, bloodline and stuff. And like Chris does like, you gotta look like your father and all that stuff. And they, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. And then like, he tells him the story that he killed his father and like, they have that weird interaction a little bit. It's another the- fast and furious moment between two main male characters where they have to fight each other for a minute. Yes. <laughs> So Chris is, like, fighting with everybody. Yeah, but this time he was, like, he got over his, his bullshit. He got his head out of his ass, and he was, like, he was normal Chris again. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty much like, I killed your dad. And then Pierce was like, Captain, don't. He's like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. This is between men. And he's just, like, I killed your father. What are you, what are you going to do about it? And he just, like, kind of, let, he lets him basically, like, if you want to fucking shoot me, shoot me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is like stupid. <laughs> and, then, and then like Jake's pissed. He's like, You killed my father? And it's like, you know your father fucking abandoned you. Why the fuck do you care? Well they had that was the whole thing. It was like he was pissed off because his father abandoned him. Well they had that scene where they're in like this like missile silo thing 
and they're uh, like on these elevators that rotate and shit in, in the missile silo. Yeah. And and like Chris is like, you know, giving him the stank eye, and like Jake is like, yo, I'm not like my father, right? And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Stop giving Chris mixed signals that like you want to kill him and shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Uh, but um, yeah, like they get caught, taken to China, and then experimented on, and then they bust out, and then they do that cool scene we were talking about where they bust out of the laboratory in the palace, mm-hmm. get out into China proper, and then they meet up with Helena and Leon, and they fight that Usinak thing, and get away. They meet Simmons, and then they find out Sherry is working for Simmons directly. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she finds out, like, oh, my boss is crazy. <laughs> yeah, my boss is a psycho. Yeah. Um, and they get caught again by, like, Simmons' guys or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, and put in that underwater facility that Chris and Piers get them out of. And then, that, uh, and then they're like uh, that sperm monster that comes out of the the cocoon. Yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. And they, everybody runs away from it or whatever. And then like Chris and Piers kill it later while they get away. And they they're in like a fucking foundry area in this underwater facility where there's like molten hot liquid metal magma bullshit everywhere for some reason. I have a theory. I have a theory <laughs> that like. Because Resident Evil 5 had molten lava with Wesker in it, they had to have the sun be in lava area. And Maybe. And, I hope not, because that's stupid. I didn't like... Again, this is to the point where I'm just like, I'm fighting this guy again? Yeah, you fight... And it's fucking annoying here, too, because you have to, like, just... You have to buy time while somebody else is, like, trying to, like, enable you guys to traverse through the environment further during this. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of, like, get fucking killed. Like, if you get... Because you can get lost. You kind of get lost a little bit. Like, oh, no, I have to go back here and go the other way. Okay. While you're getting your ass kicked, you're playing Jake or something. <laughs> but they get away from the thing and they get on like a elevator platform to take them up kind of remind you of something like from Resident Evil Zero or 2 or whatever mm-hmm. and then like the fucking thing is chasing you still after it fell in molten hot magma bullshit uh, like Mr. X yeah and you do some quick time event bullshit and he dies you shoot him with a magnum. That's how they kill him. I do like that. Instead of a goddamn rocket launcher, there was like a giant Smith and Wesson 500 just fell out of a crate. Yep. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, here it is. Blam. And he, that, that caused him to detach from the elevator. He just died in the explosion that keeps rising. <laughs> it's stupid. And then that's it. It just ends there. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It, it felt weird. Like it just abruptly ended right there. You, He's like, okay. <laughs> and you keep on thinking, like, things are going to get better. And it doesn't. Oh, you mean you still thought the the game was going to get better at some point here? Or? I thought, like, when I got to Ada, 
that I was just like, all right, this is where it all comes together. Like, this is where it's like in a, the big payoff and it, and it never does. It's this game is one big fever dream. So I guess it's really exhausting. So, and by the way, like, uh, Jake at the end of the, uh, of their storyline, he's on a fucking motorcycle. And Sherry's flying away, I guess, to go back to do government shit again mm-hmm. or something. So Ada. Ada, yeah. This is where they, Ada's campaign explains the whole story, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, what's really happening. It's like, right from the get-go, she's, like, <clears throat> told, come to this facility and you'll find this, this the information you're looking for or whatever from, like, Simmons. It's like, okay, she's working for Simmons. It's, like, not very clear at first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they do this thing throughout the game where, uh, up before this point, where the one that everybody thinks is Ada, who's wearing, like, the, the blue dress thing with the red scarf. She'll yeah. show up and do some shit. It's Ada! And then, like, maybe five to ten minutes later, they see her, the actual Ada, who's wearing the shirt, the red shirt, the leather pants and all that shit. Ada! It's like, what the fuck? Did you think she just went away and changed clothes for, like, ten minutes? <laughs> like, you're not going to question that? I guess not. Nobody questions anything, it seems like. Especially in this game. Yeah, it's just everybody just fucking like, takes... This world This world would suck to live in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she goes through this weird boat, this weird underwater submarine fucking thing. I don't know. And you're fighting like enemies, more of those weird... Javo monster enemies that can mutate when you shoot them and mm. they have guns too and then she finds out oh no it was, was a trick and this was a trick to give her another mission or something okay and you leave yeah. <laughs> you go to tall you go to tall oaks and then she's like oh like I'm not working for Simmons I'm gonna screw him over because she, she doesn't like her, him or something mm-hmm and it's like the motivations and shit for all this is like really vague. It's like you're 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 trying to figure out what the fuck you're you're doing here. And it's just like whatever the whims of Ada Wong are, that's what you're doing. Um, uh, and it, she's kind of helping Leon and Helena in the the next part. Yeah, with the uh, the, the sister and everything. Yep. And then she kind of explains what's going on a little bit, just giving him hints. And she figures out, like, oh, Simmons murdered the president and is trying to take over the world. He's like, well, I hate this guy, so I'm going to fuck his plans up. (laughs) (laughs) So, because she learns also while she's there, she finds that that weird videotape that says, like, happy birthday, Ada Wong. It's like, what the fuck's this? And it's like, she puts it in a VCR. Why the <laughs> fuck do they have VCRs down here? It's like 2012 or something. It's weird. Yeah, because like this is like they have DVDs at this time. Yeah, like Resident Evil Six takes place when it released. I believe in the same year, 2012. Mm-hmm. So whatever. <laughs> but she watches this and she sees like 
this weird pod open up. Like it looks like an egg from Alien. And then it looks like her. She just came out of this weird egg pod thing. But she's like, well, that's not me because I'm me. That would mean that she is she and I am me or something. Yeah. (laughs) And then she kind of figures out, oh, he's trying to clone me. This fucking creep. Like, essentially, that's what she says. And then you kind of learn as you're playing this game, the whole reason that this whole plot comes into play where this, this guy is a lunatic and he decides I'm going to kill the president of the United States because we're losing control of society or something is like what he thinks. But it's mostly motivated by the fact that he wanted to bone Ada Wong and she rejected him. (laughs) And when you learn that, it's like, is this fucking really like part of the motivation for this guy? Are you fucking serious? (laughs) This is stupid. So he's an incel that couldn't get... Yes! That couldn't... Instead of shooting some school up, he decided to just clone Ada Wong. Shoot the whole world up. Shoot the whole world up, yeah. It has to do with, like, that that chick he gets, that Carla Radames, who's, like, she was a researcher that worked underneath him that really liked Derek Simmons, but he didn't like her because she wasn't Ada Wong. And... Somehow he got her to be part of this fucking project to where it's like, we're going to like mutate you into Ada Wong. She's like, I'll do it if you'll like me or something. <laughs> and so she, she did that and got physically changed. And then she fucking hated him or some shit. And now she wants to murder him. And like, she wants to take over the whole world and ruin it and get rid of him. All this is dumbass, stupid love triangle caused all this. Well, like I said, I said, you know, they brought back Ada Wong, even though she, like, died, like, multiple times, like, story-wise. No, until no she... She, only, she only died the one time. Well, she always shows up again. Like, you think she's dead, but she's not dead. The RE2 is, like, the only time where it looks like she dies. Didn't they do that in 4, though? No. No? Like, there was a couple times where you're like, oh, no, is, is she gonna get got? No, no she, she's okay. Oh. <laughs> but like you know they, they try to do the like oh Leon and, and that's why she's like one I know uh, wonder why Leon's confused because there's two of me but I'm the real one <laughs> and the other one is like you know messing shit up and all that stuff this is what kills me about the plot of this game like besides the fact that it's all based off of like this dumbass love triangle where like one of them doesn't even want to be involved in any of this mm-hmm <laughs> And then the other two are just psychos. Yep. But Carla, get you know, what happens to her happens to her. But, like, where does she obtain all the capital, the funding, all the resources to be able to do all this stuff that she did? Because you figure out, oh, she's the one that spread all this C-virus, like, in China and stuff. And she's the one that has like all these mercenaries that she's hired and everything. And she's built this underwater facility in China and she has a fleet of aircraft carriers. Uh, do you know how much an aircraft carrier costs? <laughs> uh, a couple Billions of dollars. <laughs> yes. I was about to say that. <laughs> like it's insane. 
and she has a fleet of them. Where did she obtain all the resources to do this shit? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, can under, I can understand Simmons having a lot of resources because he's like one of the key personnel of like the United States government. So he's got fuck tons of resources at his disposal. But that I don't know. It's like I, I ended up think putting more thought into this plot than to what they did. I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, she goes to China and starts doing stuff in China and helping Leon occasionally and trying to clear her name, I guess. And it kind of culminates where you kill Simmons. Like with Leon, like you help Leon and all them kill Simmons on that fucking building and shit. Where he's like, you fight him as a man, kind of. You yeah, know, yeah. You fist fight him and shit. Or she's really fist fighting him. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's where, that's that's like one of the parts I liked in this game. It was cheesy as fuck, but the way that he died. We're like, they just punch him a bunch and shoot him. And then eventually he just gets tired and falls off. Mm-hmm. He just gets like his, he, ah, ow, he gets really tired, just kind of falls off that building. Yep. <laughs> and then he like, there's like this weird structure. It's like a needle or some shit. He fucking gets impaled on it, falls down and, and he's bleeding out. And there's like this inlaid pattern in the ground that makes the umbrella logo or something. And like his red spreads and pools in the areas and it makes the umbrella logo. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of pissed me off a little bit. I'm like, did you guys get that from the movies or something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I liked it even though it was really stupid. It just it made me laugh. Um, then she confronts Carla, and then she finds out, oh, she died on that boat. It's like right after that happens where she gets shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when like one of the weirdest parts of this game happens where it's like, she mutates into like this white spooge monster that takes over the entire ship. <laughs> you have to like fight her. It's like you're inside of her and you're fighting her and she's making like giant heads of herself out of this white goop and yelling at you. It's like really weird. It feels very not resident evil. It's strange. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, like, the Ada Wong story kind of didn't mend well with me at all. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting something better and something, uh, that will link, uh, Wesker somehow. Because remember, she, you know, worked with Wesker at some point. And, He's dead. Well, yeah, I know, but maybe she you know, held on to the legacy somehow and just did something. But no, that never happened in any, any way. So I think their intention was, they said, this is like, they wanted it to be like separate ways in Resident Evil four. where like, you know, you play Zato during what the events that happened in Resident Evil four. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to tie up like loose ends. And you're like, Oh, that's how that happened or something. That's how, Leon was able to get away, or that's how fucking Ashley was saved, or stuff like that. You know what this reminds me a little bit? Because, like, have you ever thought about, like, in Resident Evil 2, like, what happened to Ada Wong after, like, she split up with you in the sewer area? 
and then like drop the uh, rocket launcher. Like he's like, shouldn't we know that story? I kind of felt like that during Resident Evil Six. Be like, oh, when she showed up during the times during the other stories, like you're pretty much getting all of that, <laughs> pretty much. I still kind of wish they would have done that Resident Evil 2 remake. They would have done the thing where... Because everybody always wanted that when they played Resident Evil 2 and they figured out... They had a strong hunch, at least. Well, that was Ada, that shadowy figure that tossed Leon the rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Yeah, that would have been cool, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It would have been better than this. I agree. (laughs) She, she Anyway, she defeats this gross, spooge, kaiju monster. Yeah, with the face and, and stuff. And Yeah, and she finds, like, a lab or some bullshit where they were going to make, like, more or something, and then she blows it all up and just leaves and then takes another job and it's over. Yep. I'm just like, oh, okay. And it just ends like that, and you're just like, "What? What did I play? Like, this is yeah. a this is a game." It, it ended it, like t- the, the last two campaigns on this end really weak. Like, it, the, the Chris's is like it's kind of a slog, but at least it ends kind of impactfully, mm-hmm. and then it it ends like on a good note, sort of. It's like, you know, Chris got over his bullshit and he's like, he's normal again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Leon and Helena got away and it was like, Helena was like, oh, you're, you might have to like do some time for the shit you did and stuff and you might not be able to be an agent anymore. And, you know, she's visiting the grave of her sister and stuff and then Leon's there talking to her and then Hunnigan shows up and she's like, "You're, you're back and you're cleared. You've been given a pardon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, and you feel good. You feel good after that. Yeah, but I, I just I don't feel any closure in this in this game at all. I only felt closure for like those two campaigns I just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Um, so I guess we should get into the meaty flesh. So different versions of Resident Evil Six. Um, you, you, you have them all listed down. So, yeah, <laughs> like how you change it from a five to a six. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much for this. It's like you have the original initial release of this game and which was on PS3 and 360. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the frame rate was all right when it came out. Um, the graphics were f- pretty good. If I remember right, I don't have the old version anymore. I never got the PC version. I don't know if it was any different or not, like, from when it got re-released a few years later. Yeah. Which is on PS4 and Xbox One. And it's like, they kind of enhanced it slightly, the graphics and everything. It kind of got, like... I won't, won't call it a remaster necessarily, but it sort of is. It's like a soft remaster. <laughs> uh, the biggest notable difference, though, is it runs at a 60 frames per second now, which is, like, nice. Yeah, I, I played my version on the, uh, the, well, the Xbox One, but I played it on my Series X, and it was smooth. And, and the recorded gameplay that I got, you could tell the difference with the 60 frames per second. It, it, it was really nice. 
it's like when you play Resident Evil 5, like when it would be released on these two, and you're like, oh wow, this is actually kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but that's that's it, really. Uh, there's not really any differences other than the the cosmetic and the um the frame rate differences. Yeah. So bonus mo- bonus modes and unlockables. So we, there was a mercenary mode. Did you play it? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of uh, it? It's fun because here's the thing about Resident Evil Six is while the combat's kind of weird, it's like you have to kind of like relearn how to play this game compared to five and four. Mm-hmm. Because if you're thinking like, oh, you can still shoot a lot of people and then occasionally like melee somebody, no, you'll run out of ammo really fast. And the thing is, is that as you play through the game, it gets worse, which I'll get into in a second. Because <laughs> there's like a whole bunch of like gameplay differences and stuff I wanted to get into compared to five. Yeah, was there any unlockables? I don't remember. Um, in mercenaries, you could unlock like alternate costume versions of like all the characters, and they'd have like different loadouts and stuff. Okay. Like, like you unlock like uh, pirate Leon. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like just different weapons and shit, and he's dressed up like a pirate. And then there was like sexy cop Helena. <laughs> and then there, like there was NASCAR driver Pierce. Like they were more like comedic in this game. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it was fun. It, um, then there was like all the multiplayer stuff. There was like Survivors and Predator and Onslaught. Oh, I never played that. Sur- Survivors. Uh, I forget which one's which. One of them's adversarial. Um, I never like those kind of modes in these games. I always think they're really clunky. They don't feel good to mm. me. Um, one of them's like a horde mode. I think that's like what Onslaught is, basically. Yeah. But I never really played the multiplayer component of this game, mostly because it was like... I played it when it, when it came out originally on like PS3, and I was like, this game wasn't that good. Like the mercenaries is fun, and I played that for a little bit, and then I was like, "I'm done with this. I don't want to play. I don't want to play this anymore." <laughs> I, I imagine you kind of felt the same way. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah, this game. I there was a point where it's like, all right, it was kind of cool, and then I just I was like, I, I got to get through it. I got to get through it for the show um, because you know I'm going to be deleting this off of my Xbox because I'm not playing it ever again. Only, yeah. only if I'm bored. Um, but I guess we'll talk about gameplay a little bit. Yeah, I don't like the inventory system at all. I know they're trying I to. It. I know they're trying to do the live um, inventory thing, and I know people didn't like it in five, so they tried to make it easier in some way. But I hate the wheel. Um, the wheel is kind of fucking retarded to to uh, handle. People wanted to always complain about how in Resident Evil, like, aside from, you take control and suck, and shit like that, that how pausing and fucking with inventory all the time was, like, clunky, even though that's how almost all games work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you would get a couple outlier weirdo people that would complain about that. Um, and... They kind of did the live inventory system in Resident Evil 5, but it was 
laid out to where it was pretty easy to manage in that game. Mm. It just had like nine slots at all times. And it's like, there you go. It's all in a grid right here. You don't have to scroll through shit. Just use the D-pad to navigate it. It was it, it worked. And I didn't like the Tic Tac fucking herb thing. I had to get used to that again. Like, I forgot all about that. How you had to, like, fucking shake out Tic Tacs and eat them mm-hmm. to get your health back. It was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, oh, that's how this works. I forgot all about that. It's the only game that works like that with healing. It's strange. Yeah, when you get the green and red, like you get more Tic Tacs. Like, yeah, like one green herb is one Tic Tac. If you combine two, it makes three. If you get like a red and a green, it makes six. Yeah, and, and then there would still be first aid sprays. That just heals your health totally. And and you could tell this game was heavily. Um, they had like. Uh, we call it the um, co-op like there that was one of their main pushes um, because one you had to wait for them to open the door so that was another thing kind of like how five was um, and then obviously the when you're down your teammate could pick you up kind of thing um, which there were parts and I was like pick me up god damn fucking AI and the AI didn't do it so I don't know. At least, at least the AI in this game is better than five. Yes, I will agree I'm on that. that. It's, it, this game's actually playable on your own. Yeah. So, um, what do you have to say about gameplay? Because I know you have some things to say about it. Um, you kind of touched on one part, which was like the inventory management. Um, I got a little bit more to say about that, but one, these are like two of the main things, which is like the weapon upgrade system is gone. Mm-hmm. That was established in Resident Evil 4 and carried over into 5. It's totally out. Which I kind of don't like that. Yeah. I kind of liked being able to like upgrade your guns and shit. And it felt fun. And you know, getting all that treasure and stuff. That was like a fun aspect of those games. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they're bringing that back for Resident Evil 8 though at least. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh... With the inventory management, this is something I don't think I really realized when I played the game the first time, but I did this time, which is it doesn't give you a choice of, like, what guns you want to carry. You just pick up every gun in the game you come across. Yeah. And what sucks about that is is it fucks with your inventory. Yes. Because it's like you can carry every gun. That's not a problem. But there's, like, you have, like, a set amount of slots for, like, perishable inventory, which is, like, stuff that you use up. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you can... This is all the stuff that you're limited to carrying. It's, like, any kind of healing items and ammo. All these, these two things take up, like, spaces that the other one can use. Yeah. So if you got, like, I don't know, if you got, like, uh, six mixed herbs and you only got like three slots for ammo, something like that, for example. Mm-hmm. So as you're going through the game at first, you're not really having inventory problems because for a while you just have like a handgun or something. Yeah. You're, you can get like a rifle later and that's fine. But when you start picking up like, f- when you have four guns now 
and some of them have multiple ammo types, and you're picking up grenades too. That's another thing I forgot was grenades. Uh, all of a sudden, it's like your inventory is getting all junked up with all these different ammo types, and you can't keep enough ammo for all your guns because it's like, okay, I can only carry X amount of handgun bullets, only carry X amount of shotgun shells, magnum ammo, rifle ammo, grenade launcher ammo with three, four different types of grenades, not to mention hand grenades. So it's like now you have to think about, do I want to carry this or not? Fuck, I can't carry this anymore. I got to throw this away. I better eat these Tic Tacs. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, there was many there was many times where I ate Tic Tacs when I'm not supposed to eat Tic Tacs, just so I could free up room because I like I needed. This is where they try to be the survival horror. They give you ammo and it's everywhere, but you use it so much because the enemies are like uh, spongy. Like you're shooting them and you're just like, wow, I, I lost ammo. Like thank God they have melee stuff. And and by the way, I want to bring this up. The stamina system, I doesn't really help me this uh, when I'm out of stamina. Besides, like I can't kick anymore, and it annoyed yeah. me. Yeah, that's a, another weird design decision quirk of this game, which is like they wanted to put more emphasis on melee combat. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I don't think a lot of people realize this at first, like when they're playing the game, but it's like. They'll, they'll go through and then they, they may not really be noticing their inventory starting to get less efficient over time and you're running out of ammo faster mm-hmm. you're like what the fuck where's my ammo and it does get that way after a while which is like I need some ammo fuck like where the hell is it <laughs> and it's like I didn't really realize it until somebody else said it for me it was like in one of the reviews I watched for this game before which was like no, this game wants you to engage in melee combat more uh, the way it's built. Because like now you can just go up to people and hit them with the melee button instead of like trying to shoot them in like the knee so you can like suplex them or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, throw, throw a haymaker. Um, and you can do like a three-hit combo and like every time you do a hit, it like burns up a little stamina, a little stamina bar. And when you run, too, you, you also burn up your stamina bar. Uh, and there's, like, skills. This gets into another thing about this game. Instead of, like, upgrading guns and shit, you upgrade yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, buy these skills, this skill tree, and you get points. It's not just, like... Uh, you do pick up these little objects in the game that give you bonus points. Uh, and you can use all these points you accumulate just from like playing the game, having good accuracy, and being fast, and picking up all the stuff. They brought the thing from four and five and just brought it brought it to six. Yeah, they just changed how it worked. Uh, which is like now you do stuff like you you buy the ability to be able to have a bigger stamina bar, or uh, you can get healed for more from like a tic tac or something. Did you mess around, mess around with it a lot? Because I didn't. I did. And certain skills are actually kind of helpful. Some kind of just suck. <laughs> <laughs> There's some, like, where you're playing by yourself, it's actually more beneficial to have them. Like, shit, where, like, if you get knocked out 
your partner comes up and heals you automatically for like one HP or some shit. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, let's see. They also added like a bunch of extra moves like diving and rolling and shit. Where you like, if you learn how it works, it's kind of cool. Yep. Uh, you can do like this stuff where you run really fast and then you like dive, roll over, and face the other way and shoot guys from the ground. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It feels good when you're able to do it after you figure out how it all works. This game's got like the most complex controls out of all these games. And you kind of just have to figure out how it works a little bit. Yeah, it's just like a salad of just a lot of shit in this game. <laughs> it really is. Um, there, it, there are a lot of areas and enemies in this game that get recycled because you end up going to a lot of the same locations and it feels kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I noticed when I played through this time. Like, you just there's a certain point where like everybody goes to China, and you play four different games where everybody's in China. Now, they might be in a different part of China, but they're fighting a lot of the same enemies. Yeah, because, I mean, Ada, you fight the same, uh, the the booby chick, and then you, um, the sperm monster shows up again, and you're in a missile silo, and you're just like, wow, I'm here again, and and, you, and you're facing the same enemies in the same area again, and you're just like, you could cut this out. Like, you could cut a lot of this out and it would be a shorter game. Or you could have just made, like, a unique location to fight something different in. I don't know. Uh-huh. They do... Some people have unique locations. Like, honestly, it's... Leon and Hawaii... Like, Tall Oaks is the most unique location for all the characters. Only three Only three characters get to play there. Yeah. Uh, and then Ada gets to kind of go in a couple areas that, like, Leon and Helena couldn't access. But everybody goes to China and fucks around the streets of China for a while. and They share some areas intersect. Uh, but, yeah, that kind of sucks when you realize that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you take a lot of damage in this game until you start getting the defense skill and upgrading it. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of moments where I'm like, wow, I'm low on health already. Like there would be like a bite and you're just like, shit, I gotta I gotta hang back until I find some herbs. Um yeah. And sometimes the game figures out that like you kinda suck a little bit and they drop a herb. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, oh, like it's only one. <laughs> yeah, they just give you like one or something. This game's like really surprising with how much damage you take at first. Mm-hmm. You remember when I was starting out, like I was getting bit or something? Like, Jesus Christ, he almost fucking killed me. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, you have to get the defense skill, so it makes it a lot more manageable. Because when you get further, there's like certain enemies that almost one-shot you if you get hit. And you're like, just playing on like normal difficulty or something. It's like, fuck. And there's no typewriter in this game. No, you just get to like, arbitrary checkpoints. Yeah. Which I think, um, which I think in Resident Evil, you need to have the save uh, save rooms and stuff because it's traditional. I don't think five had it either, though, if I remember right. Yeah, I think, I think 
you just played to checkpoints. Like you would finish a chapter and then you would save. And then that's when you would buy all the shit and upgrade your stuff. Mm-hmm. They, that's how they did it. Um, this game has a tendency to like to sneak enemies up on you and spawn them behind you a lot. Yes. And it's really fucking annoying. And it, this game also had a tendency to where it can trick you into stay, staying in an area and fighting enemies forever. Oh, yeah. It'll, the, it'll just keep spawning guys. The Leon, era, when you're in the university and stuff, and you, you know you set off the alarm in that hallway... Yeah. And yep. you and you and you're just like I'm shooting people, and you're like, why keep on coming? And then you obviously have to go out of the window. Yeah, it's like there's no there's no end, and this happens to, in like every campaign is a few points where you could just be in an area where you could like you could really fight forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like what the fuck? When's this end? And then it's like oh, it doesn't end. I just I have to leave apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you just waste like a bunch of time just and, fighting enemies and, and ammo. And ammo, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that fucking shit. I I noticed that a lot this time playing it. They, I hate how they spawn enemies behind you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It got on my nerves a lot. Um, there's a lot of moments. This is like probably the worst thing this game does. There's a ton of moments. Where you don't know what the fuck you're about to be doing, what you're supposed to do, what's getting ready to happen. And all of a sudden you're in like a QTE scene or some kind of like chase sequence or something. Mm-hmm. And you just get fucked. <laughs> and like people kind of bitched about five having this and four a little bit. But it wasn't like this. They go overboard with all this QTE stuff in this game. Yeah. Way too much. It causes a lot of deaths and retries. <laughs> Is there anything else? Like, um, I mean, we talked about boss battles. I think boss battles were annoying. They were uh, mostly uninspired and like not fun. We talked about uh, we talked about variety in enemies. Some were good. Some were just like why? Um, a lot of it's just generic weirdos that fucking mutate into weird shit mm-hmm. yeah we talked about the story the story was also also uninspiring <laughs> like people like to rag on Resident Evil story and some shit and I don't fucking agree with it cause like I don't know it's like oh I remember the first game and it was fucking stupid cause he said you were almost a jail sandwich and that's <laughs> all people can't fucking get past that for some reason I love that <laughs> I love jail sandwiches it's uh, funny. It's just like the, I don't know, like the dumbass press, whatever. They've lost all their credibility anyway, but it still sticks in everybody's mind for some reason. And they just think like Resident Evil's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I have nothing else to storyline, uh, not storyline, but like gameplay wise that annoyed me. I, at some point, I just used melee at least maybe 70% of this game. Yeah. I, 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 once I got past Leon and stuff, I'm like, all right, all I got to do is save my ammo for the final battle. Um, I, and they tried to do like mini bosses as well, like, especially with the Chris and, uh, the Chris storyline and also the Jake Mueller and 
Sherry where they fight that troll in that little town area. Um, yeah. Where I'm just like, what is this, Lord of the Rings? Or, like, are they trying to be, bring back Resident Evil 4 trolls and stuff? What the fuck are those things? That's another... This game story and the shit that happens in it just bothers me in so many levels. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck is this organization where they can, like, fly in giant monsters, these giant trolls on helicopters and detach them from their weird test tube fucking thing? Family. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> How can a helicopter carry something that huge? <laughs> Well, anyway, did you have any, like, side stories, like, good good side stories or journal or diaries that you liked at all? Because I didn't read any. I'm just going to be forward with that. I read a couple, what ones I had unlocked. Um, some of them do sort of seem to explain some things that go on in the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which would have been nice to know. It probably would have helped the game story a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's unlocked behind this. You gotta find medallions to unlock the story. It, I have to unlock the story? What the fuck is this? What kind of design sense does that make? <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's just, this, the, the design of this game is like fucking ridiculous. I don't know what it is. It's like they just threw a bunch of shit in a blender. And then made, and then threw darts at a dartboard after that. And they, that's how they decided to do it. That's what it feels like. Nothing's coherent or cohesive. I'm not coherent and cohesive just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't recall any that really particularly stuck out to me. Um, as for, like, moments... Um, I just remember having moments, which it's hilarious. The same, the person I played through the game with this time was the same person I played through with it originally. (laughs) We just have a lot of the same reactions to stuff. There's just like a lot of moments where we're like sharing in the fact that, man, this is exhausting. When is this shit going to end? Yep. Or like when you have those moments where you're like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? What are we no, what are we doing? What is our reason for being here? And it's like, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> I'm just I keep fighting enemies and that's that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's kinda that I guess that's it. That's the only stories I have. You got any gripping, amazing, hilarious stories about you playing this game? <laughs> no. Um I mean the only personal story I have is I worked at GameStop. When this game came out, and, yeah. I, and I remember um, being hyped for this game, and I I remember actually getting a lot of pre-orders because I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. Leon's gonna be in it. Fucking uh, Ada Wong is in it. it, it I, I was like, the the logo is weird, but uh, <laughs> um, I just remember playing this game, and when. I was Leon, I was liking it, and then there was a point where I just, I, I I felt bamboozled again, like how I played Resident Evil 5, where I was just like, alright, I could, I could forgive the part where it's co-op, because that's what, that's what was big back then, every game almost had everything with co-op in it, so like, I forgave it, and I was like, maybe I'll play with my brother or something like that, but even my brother was like, all we're doing is 
playing a kind of like a Gears of War waves of enemies, just with Resident Evil uh, theme on it, pretty much. Yeah. And and that's what it was. And I remember coming out of the end of this game going, like you said, do you know what's going on? And I would go, <laughs> no. Because usually in a Resident Evil game, you get a solidifying ending where just like, uh, even if they, like, it, it, in my opinion, they all should have, like, at the end been together and have, like, one big uh, boss battle or something like that, which they kind of do, but, like, it's all, it's like a puzzle that's just, like, the pieces are, like, in different areas, like, if they had a moment where it was like fighting a tyrant in Resident Evil 2 and you're escaping from a train, um, I could forgive him in that way. Yeah. Um, but this one is just like, oh, we did that story. Now you get this shitty ending or subpar at least. Or you, you know, you now you know what Ada Wong was doing. There was two of them pretty much the fake one oh, and the wow. real and the real one. Thanks. And and it just like okay, so what was this game all about? Like were you just wanting to have an action y Resident Evil? Was this like a Michael Bay film or something? And it was about two simps being mad that they got rejected. Mm-hmm. And they took it out on the whole world. Yeah. So this is Capcom just being like, You you hate Resident Evil Five, well fuck you kind of thing. I mean, at this point, where I'm at, Resident Evil Five is not a bad game in my opinion. Uh, now, uh, I and, I have to agree with you because like that's still kind of fun to play. It's still there's something in it that still kind of feels like Resident Evil mm-hmm. somewhere. And huh. when I play this, it's like, and don't get me wrong, there's some parts of that game where you do a lot of combat. After a while, and it feels exhausting. It's mostly like towards the end where you're doing a lot of those fights I was talking about earlier, where you're just shooting guys. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're shooting at each other, and it's like, what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're like they lost the plot a little bit there, but like this feels like that almost the whole time, depending on like what part of the game you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so I guess we'll go into the lightning round. This is where we uh, have a few questions, and uh, you know we quickly say it. That's why it's called lightning round. So who do you who do you prefer to play as? Oh, um, I guess this is kind of something I didn't really touch on actually, which was that uh, I noticed all the characters in this game have a special a couple of special unique pieces of equipment or abilities that only they can do. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Uh, like, no. Okay. So like Leon can dual wield handguns. Yes. He has, he has the one gun wing shooter. It's his fucking, uh, Oh geez. I forgot the name of that gun now. Um, HKVP 70, but he can like, on the menu where you're like selecting weapons you can like flip something on the d-pad where he's he's using two he's using twice as much handgun ammo but hey he can do that 
Yeah. Um, Helena has that triple-barreled Hydra shotgun, and she has a special move where you remember the quick shot you can do where if you press both triggers they just automatically aim at an enemy and hit them with like a shot yeah and it's like it's useful to like stun somebody real quick but it uses some of your stamina uh she has a special move where if she's got the hydra equipped she can like roll forward like a fancy like action movie roll and just blast the fuck out of somebody's legs and totally ruin their day it's pretty cool (laughs) Uh, Chris, I don't remember what Chris has. I think he's just, he slams people. He just does big wrestling moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce has that fucking, uh, he has that anti-material rifle, that big ass sniper rifle. Yeah. Like some kind of like SMG that only he has access to. So he has like a couple unique guns. Jake has the melee ability. Where he can just beat the fuck out of people with his hands. And he doesn't need to use ammo. Mm-hmm. And Sherry has, a, I think, a gun. I don't remember. I, I don't think I've really ever played Sherry that much in this game, actually. Yeah, I played Jake, pretty much. Ada's got special abilities with her crossbow, where she can, like, if you do the quick game thing with her, she does like a, a dodge kind of move where she like does a backflip or a forward flip handspring thing, depending on what direction you press. Yeah. And she can shoot somebody with that crossbow at the same time. It's actually like pretty useful. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's cool. But I guess <laughs> I like playing Leon and Helena a lot, mostly because they do a lot of wrestling moves. Yeah, <laughs> especially Helena. She just she straight up fucking drop kicks people, and does like hurricanes and like elbow drops and shit. I'm like, why does she have so many wrestling moves? This feels weird. <laughs> yeah, you would think but I like it. You would think Chris and uh, fucking the other guy would have it, but I don't know. I I, I definitely I'm gonna go with you as Leon. I like playing the Leon story, so Leon and Helena, so. All right, what is your favorite boss? I guess I'll say, um, do you remember in Leon's campaign where you're doing the the shit where you're running through the the town Mm -hmm. and you meet up with those survivors at the gas station? Yeah. And then you do the thing where, like, you're getting seized in the gun store and stuff, and then you go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then you fight that one fat zombie. So that one fat zombie went... One so that, the... that one fat zombie, and then you fight two when they're on the roof or whatever. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> because, I don't know, that actually felt cool. It felt fun. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, it felt like Resident Evil stuff kind of maybe mixed with, like, I don't know, Left for Dead a little bit, which wouldn't have been a bad influence at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, I, I like those fights. There are a lot of the other bosses I didn't really care for. I didn't care for that weird thing with that had like holes in it that shot out poisonous gas. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> the Deborah thing. That was an okay fight, but it was, I felt weird because I'm like, well, the, she got bigger tits and she's acting all sexual and shit, and it felt strange. Like, I didn't know how the fuck to feel about that. 
Yeah, I was just like, man, eh, I don't know. And I, I I hate that I'm copying you. I'm going to have to agree with you. The 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 siege scene, especially when you're with the people in the gun shop and stuff. Again, that again that feels kind of like a Dawn of the Dead kind of thing where they uh they got the guy at the gun shop, remember that? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so like um I I I dig that. So I I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, all the other bosses are, like, fucking annoying to fight and mm. shit. They're not fun. Nothing feels, like, fun or cool. It just feels like, Jesus Christ, how much bigger can this fucking thing get? Or, goddamn, how many more times do I have to fight this bastard? Just yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Favorite part of the game? <laughs> Tall Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it. I like the Jake and um, uh, Sherry's uh, escape in the palace. Pretty much the tank to the motorcycle scene. I think that's, that's my. A, that's a second for me. That's a good spot too. Mm-hmm. Favorite weapon or weapons? Um, shotgun. The whole game shotgun. Uh, I like that. I like Ada's crossbow quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Shotguns are good, especially the Hydra. Even if it's only got three shots and you gotta reload it after, whatever. It's mm. fucking cool. Because you can do cool tricks with it. The Elephant Killer, which is like the, the giant revolver magnum that fucking Jake gets. Yep, that's cool too. That's the second best for me. Yeah. Um, Was there a rank system in this? I don't remember. There was... But it was like you got ranked after every chapter. So it wasn't like you finished the whole game and got a rank. Oh, I didn't uh, I didn't really pay attention to that. <laughs> I got it depended. Like I got quite a few A's. I don't think I ever got an S. I think I got some B's, some C's. It varied depending on what I did. Mm-hmm. Alright. Final countdown. This is where we get to the end of the show and we we place um, Resident Evil 6, um, but we go through the whole list. So I'm going to go first, and then you go second, Zach. Uh, I have number one, I have Resident Evil 3, the original. Number two, I have Resident Evil 2 Remake. Res- uh, uh, the third, I have Resident Evil 2 1998. Number four, I have Resident Evil 1. Number five, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. Number six, I have Resident Evil 3 Remake. Number seven is empty. Number eight is Resident Evil Code Veronica. Nine is zero. Ten is four. Eleven is Survivor. Twelve is Dead Aim. Thirteen is five. And then 14, 15, and 16 are open since we have Village now in the mix. Um, Now, uh, and 17, I have Resident Evil 6. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm just going to open up and say I've got Resident Evil 6 at the bottom of mine, too. Mm-hmm. It is the worst game I have played in this series. And I know it's like, have you played all of them? No, I never played fucking Umbrella Core, and I'm never going to. Yeah. So that doesn't fuck. It's a dead game. It's an online-only game. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. It's got the least appeal to me. But, <laughs> uh... The rest, of, the rest of this list is, like, one is Resident Evil 1 Remake, two, RE2 1998, three, RE2 Remake, 
4 is Resident Evil 4, 5 is Resident Evil 3, 6 is RE1, 7 RE3 Remake, 8 Code Veronica, 9 5, 10 Survivor, 11 0, 12, 13, 14 are blank, 15 is Dead Aim, 16 is blank, and 6 is at 17 at the bottom again. Yep. All right, so if you haven't noticed, we have Resident Evil 7 left, we have Revelations 1 and 2 left, and then we have Village left in our... uh, And then we also will talk about the honorable mentions down the road, where it's Gaiden and all that stuff, which is not going to be in the official list, I don't think. Um, But I guess we'll we'll do it live here. Resident Evil Village is coming out literally... It's out right now, midnight. Uh, Yeah. Is Village our next uh, thing? Because we are going to be playing it, right? We're going to play through it. So, like, we, we did that when Resident Evil 3 came out. We kind of held everything up and did that. We also did that when Resident Evil 2 Remake came out. Mm-hmm. So, it, I don't see why it would hurt to do that. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I'll do a simultaneously Village and 7, just so that I maybe if there's any backstory. Because in 7, I do want to play the DLC, because there are some side stories that I want to do. The, the Chris Redfield, uh, the father, uh, and Zoe, and all that stuff. So, And also the mother in it as well. Um, which apparently is really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll end it here, guys. Unless, Zach, you have anything you want to bring up? No. Uh, other than RE5 is a big fucking weird mess of a game. <laughs> Or six, I mean. I said five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not the worst game I've ever played, but it's probably the worst Resident Evil game. <laughs> yeah. I actually have more respect for five now than six. So at least five told the actual story. Um, yeah. But I think we'll end here. Uh, we are on YouTube for the Nemesis Project. We also are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Red Circle. We're also street, we stream it live, the episode on twitch.tv slash joedubs35, which we did have a couple of viewers, uh, but I'm pretty sure around the two, uh, an hour and 50 minute mark, people were just like, yeah, we know Resident Evil 6 sucks, so we're out. They're all probably playing Village at this point. Uh, so I, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do appreciate you guys stopping by, but we will end it here. Next episode, you'll probably see is Resident Evil Village. Uh, our review and take on it. So uh, until next time, everybody, stars. See you later. Peace.